0: Welcome to the Art and Fitness Podcast, where we discuss all things fitness, from movement to nutrition to sleep to mindset to living with purpose. This podcast will give you the tools and pieces to become an overall better human being. If you need more, come see us in the gym or online at Art and Fitness. Give us a subscribe, tune in every week, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: on and Fitness. Welcome back to another podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about respecting the basics. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Advanced Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, owned by our very own Cameron Clark. Uh, little tidbit, Advanced Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation is dedicated to providing you with all-inclusive patient-centered care, customized and tailored to target your specific conditions and leading to positive results. How about those positive vibes? What's up, Chase? How are we doing, man?
0: Great, man. Good. Another warm Saturday for December, so yeah.
1: I'll take it. It's beginning to feel a lot like April,
0: so, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. tis
1: the season. Hopefully you had a, a great Christmas. Everyone listening had an awesome holiday. We're glad that you're joining us today to talk about some respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out or what, what it, it means to me. me. <laughs> I, was thinking,
0: I was thinking Birdman. Put some respect on my name. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's
1: bring back the classics. Maybe we can update our outro to some Birdman and a little way. So let's dive into this one, man. This is a, a really cool one. We could have done this one earlier, potentially, but should have. I like I like how we're getting smarter as we go. Yeah. You know, we're we're piecing this thing together. So I think uh Sky's the limit. Yeah. Sky's the limit here.
0: Big thanks to everyone who's been along <laughs> uh, since episode one on this journey. So um,
1: let's pick your brain, man. Respecting the basics. Was, Ow. Uh, I'm sorry. I, should not, I shouldn't use that tool. My brain. <laughs> what what should we be aware of uh, when we're considering respecting the basics?
0: I think, you know, anytime you master something, go back and start again at the beginning. You know, um, Anywhere from high-skill gymnastics movements to Olympic weightlifting to uh, powerlifting to even like rowing and running. There's always something you can work on. You know, and in some of those higher, higher-skill movements, you don't necessarily need to be doing those movements to elicit the response that you need for everyday fitness. Unless you want to do those movements uh, for your own uh, enjoyment or if you want to compete, then that's, that's your call. But a lot of those high-skill movements, you can achieve the same end goal for as far as fitness and and muscle mass and overall mind-muscle connection with other pieces that are more basic-looking, but in the end more effective.
1: So going from, quote-unquote, getting those basic movements down into returning to where you started with those to always keep going back and building off of the The essentials, right? You would recommend doing that as far as a progression, as far as a growth in yourself as an athlete. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, say you can back squat 450 pounds. Every time you do an air squat, you should still be looking for something to fix. Hmm. Um. I'd I've been doing this fitness thing since like 2008, CrossFit, but I I've been working out for a very long time. I've a I'm training age. I'm very old. Um. But I always have something to learn. I'm not by any means the best with movement. I move pretty well, though, and there's still always something to clean up. you know, so it's the basics may become more and more higher level. You know, there's different levels of those basics, but you can always clean up the basic movements mm-hmm. to have that carry over into your higher skill stuff.
1: I like uh, you know, I work out with you every once in a while, yeah, right around the afternoon mark. And I see you guys doing a lot of just the normal type movements, some skill work here, maybe some ring work, some ring dips, um, you know, but then you also see the stuff that you guys are doing, like handstand walking, those higher skill and movements. Can you talk about maybe the basics to get or how you got to those things? Or did you say, hey, you know, I've been doing CrossFit for like three or four years. I should be able to do that. And you just woke up and we're doing handstand walks.
0: No, I mean, okay, you mentioned handstand walks like twice there, so let's dive in on something specific. Um, handstand walks is largely you you have to gain the strength to hold yourself upside down, right? So I have been trying to handstand walk for years, but my handstand push-ups were drunk. You know, I I, I was broken upside down. I, my upper back mobility was not where it needed to be to have a good lockout position, which, you know, uh, surprise, you're in an overhead lockout extended position the whole time you're handstand walking. Yeah. So you better be able to extend and lock out there well. Um, so it, it was those little pieces, and I unfortunately didn't have a coach at the time early on, so I was just trying to handstand walk. Yeah. Um, I finally wrapped my mind around it and started working on mobility, getting stronger overhead, making sure that I could stay open overhead, and then kicking up against the wall and doing handstand holds. You know, um, Working on my overhead pressing strength and doing long pauses and making sure that I was comfortable staying open when overhead. And this journey is going to be a little different for each and every person depending sure. on what their weaknesses are. But it didn't. it wasn't just kick up and try to handstand walk. Kick up and try to handstand walk. Once the mobility was there and the requisite strength, sure, then you need the repetition to learn the movement. But if you kick up to handstand walk and your upper back is so tight that it pulls your toes right back down on the floor, then you don't really want to continue trying to handstand walk.
1: Yeah, because you're going to get defeated on that movement and you're going to go on to the next thing. I don't really want to put that in my quote-unquote bag of, of things I want to work on.
0: You're going to get defeated or you're going to um, create compensation patterns that you arch your low back extreme, like in handstand walk looking like a scorpion to get your feet over your head and compensate for the lack of mobility in your uh, in your upper back.
1: So what would you, if you were coaching yourself back when you started, so like let's play, what is that, Matrix? Yeah. Or, no, not the Matrix, but if you are yourself right now and you're coaching yourself as a starting CrossFit okay. m- athlete, member, whichever, oh. um, what would you have told yourself to do in those – to get to a handstand walk or
0: handstand pushups? Uh, slow down, you know what I mean? Handstand pushups, I, I probably would've, you know, if I had known better, I, when I saw handstand pushups come up the first time on crossfit.com, I would've been doing something like a dumbbell Z press in my garage. Um, so for those of you that don't know, a dumbbell Z press, you're sitting legs flat on the floor, you sit upright, you have a dumbbell in each hand, and you press them overhead and come into a full lockout position, sitting up tall. Um, it's going to challenge your mobility. It's going to make your core work to stay up tall. And in my opinion, it's a pretty good carryover for developing strength to be able to move your own body upside down. Um, you have more range of motion in a dumbbell Z press, so that handstand push-up is going to be easier to press out of because you're used to pressing from a deeper spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're still – you have to engage your core, which – almost makes it and i'm not i'm i'm not a gymnastics course uh i don't run the gymnastics course the crossfit gymnastics sanctioned course or anything but in my opinion the z press is almost a better scale than kicking upside down off a box because it makes you engage your core as you're sitting upright so when you go upside down you are going to have that that full body at least your hips engagement yeah you know
1: and that will help us with cueing because instead of pushing it like internally rotating, yeah. right? You would focus on with that Z press rotating Opening out up. Again, yep. that external rotation, get your shoulders open. And it's same. And you taught me this with the overhead squat or the snatch yeah. where it's like, you know, you want to open your shoulders up, yep. not close them off. And same with the push press. And I'm not trying to get handstand walks and I'm not, you know, yeah, that's you not like one of my, down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I saw stranger things, the upside down scares me. So I'm not going to go <laughs> into that, but um those kind of things i feel like if you were to cue me on those and you were saying hey john if you wanted to get to this goal i'm going to repetitively program push pressing z pressing with the tempo those sort of things which you've been doing so right. you know i might mess around like one of our members shout out leo who just got his first handstand push up yeah and a barbell muscle up you know he just he felt confident got some good coaching bar muscle up
0: bar muscle up thank yeah, you yeah i got you
1: and uh and he attacked it with some, with a coach right there giving him some good tactile cues I think Colin was there yeah but those are the type of things and he had never attempted that before right And those little things really do add up and they build up to a stronger you yeah being able to do those movements safely and correctly that's I think that's what we're really looking for
0: Well and you hit on a stronger you and we'll go off on a tangent for a second because we like to do that um, it carries over to outside the gym right? Focusing on the basics, you know, focusing on um, deep breaths, focusing on think before you speak, uh, focusing on listening when people are talking as opposed to just readying your counter-argument. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you, you get those basic human social life skills, then higher level stuff like your job or your home life, that's all going to be better, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, inside and outside of the gym, the foundational stuff can't be undervalued. Right. Yeah
1: all that stuff's going to add up to success in here. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we've talked about how I think we know our members pretty well. You know, if we coach in the same type of classes, same time in the classes consistently, not right. type of, but, you know, you can get a good feel for if there's something going on outside, how you're handling yourself inside the gym, those type of things. So we're, we're constantly looking at our members and just seeing, hey, maybe, you know, if we want to tailor a dumbbell Z press instead of, a box, you know, up, upside down on a box and pushing, right? You know, from from a pike, um, those type of things are always in our members' best interest. And even during workouts, you know, I've I've done this where if thrusters are programmed, and I've saw you do this with Ben where thrusters are programmed and he grabbed a ball instead, and he was doing kind of like a wall ball, different type variation. Yeah, and yeah, took that d- out that it barbell. if
0: somebody has a wrist something going on or yeah, you know, shoulders. Then you know, yeah, obviously you want to work around it. You know, it's yeah, in situations like that where it's uh, something acute or an injury, then yeah, we're gonna do everything in our power to keep them moving with the intended stimulus, but still make it a movement that that is the same movement pattern. And at the end of the day, you're gonna be getting an extremely similar workout. And unless you're going to be doing some sort of fitness racing where you want to go to the CrossFit Games and you need to be good at thrusters, it's nothing. It should be no sweat off. Your, off your back to do something else you know um handstand push-ups when we had handstand push-ups program this week we had a lot of people like well can i just kick up and try one it's like sure but why is the question like i get it you want to get them but if it's not happening getting one then get stronger you know do do the the tailoring that we want them to do so we can get stronger and then when you add when you feel stronger when you feel like man i am I got boulder shoulders now. My triceps are coming in. Let's kick up. And then you can just rock out a handstand push-up. Yeah. You know, you anything that you do, you don't want it to be like, oh, I can grind out one super grindy, strict handstand push-up. All right, I'm good with that. Like, okay. Like m- virtuosity of movement, right?
1: I think, I think it's pretty cool how when you program for, and if, maybe you can take us in just a little bit of your programming um, technique, but when you have – consistently like those quote-unquote unsexy movements where you're doing dumbbell Z presses you know for for strength and then you're moving to ring dips or ring rows or something like that um and then we finally keep building up and building up you know can you talk a little bit about just those basic uh, movements that you're programming to help our
0: strength and mobility yeah so i mean even like a a false grip ring row you know i mean we had a day where we did dumbbell z press false grip ring row and hollow hold and at the end of the day what that was is, is it was uh a, it was core because the dumbbell z press the hollow hold even the ring row your midline should be engaged everything in here should be core to extremity that false grip ring row is going to carry over to a muscle up because it's a false grip but it's also a different way to attack upper body pulling strength uh that false grip can sometimes cue people and move from their upper back more instead of their neck and their elbows. So we got them moving better. Um, and even little things like throwing in muscle-up turnovers for people. You know, the whole class will do muscle-up turnovers. And some, peop- some people are like, well, why do I need to do this? I don't want to muscle-up. And that's fine, but just doing that turnover and feeling the different way that we can transition and move our shoulder blade will create awareness around how to move our shoulder blade and other other places and other movements. Yeah. You now, If you can get through a low ring muscle up turnover, then your snatch will probably improve. If you can understand how to move your upper back and that awareness, that mind muscle connection. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that that's pretty valuable too. We do, you program a lot of those different things. And in your notes, you say, this is why we're doing this today. Coaches be, you know, be on the lookout for this. And this is why. So going back to your, um, our, was it Thursday when we were doing that gymnastics work with pikes yeah. and and uh, muscle ups, you had range of motion, just circled, right? You know, I, if you had a red marker, it would have been circled a ton. Yeah. And that's what we were preaching. And the thing that I feel like it's, it's cool that you help your coaches out with is this is the, the consistent theme of what we're trying to get our members to do, even if they don't feel a need to get a bar muscle up or, a ring muscle up, this will still help you down that path. And I think that helps us as coaches stay on that same page.
0: Right. Because we were doing handstand pushups. And I put in the notes, full range of motion, overhead pressing is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, which means we don't need to, like we don't need to kick up and do a handstand pushup with like three mats and barely be moving. Like that's awesome. You went upside down and you controlled your body. Yeah. You're going to gain more strength and more stability in your shoulders by doing something that allows you to move through the full range of motion, being in a a pike handstand push up, piked off of a box, or a dumbbell Z press, um, any of those are going to be more beneficial than going through partial range of motion.
1: So what if what if I really wanted to just rope climb? What would you what would you say to somebody who just comes in and like, I would hey. ask
0: why you want to rope climb? Okay, um, is it. A competition? Are you trying to do a savage or a tough mutter, a savage race? Uh, you know, and then we could go from there. But if you want to rope climb because you want to compete, then talk to a coach about starting on your own program. Let's get you ready for competitions because that takes a lot more than just coming in for, you know, 60 minutes yeah. a day, three days a week. But if you want to do rope climbs because you have a Tough mutter coming up or a Spartan race, we've had people, we don't have ropes on our class floor. We have had people go to a Tough mutter or a Spartan race and do rope climbs, no problem, because you can build that upper body pull strength just fine doing pull-ups, doing ring rows, doing the stuff that we do in the classes. Is, are there some nuances to the skill about wrapping your feet and that, that we're not working on? Sure are those valuable life skills that everybody needs to know? Is there a rope hanging in everybody's kitchen that they use to get up to their bedroom? No, you know, and that's, we're trying to make everybody fit for life. If you want to climb a rope, we'll teach you how to climb a rope, yeah. but we'll give you the capacity to climb a rope using other movements.
1: That's a good point. And I'm trying to throw you a curveball. but what I, what I like to see and see from you is, is see how consistent you can be with your messaging across. And you've done that consistently, <laughs> quote, of the day or word of the word of the year I should say and that's that's pretty cool because I think your members and and myself when I was taking CrossFit classes I would just go and look at a board and go okay that's the workout today I didn't know the why behind it and getting that look behind the scenes and looking at the programming notes that you put through um, the collaboration between everyone here it's like there is a very structured why, and it all comes back to those basic movements time after time and we've talked in other episodes. some days you're, you're dragging yourself in but you get in day, some days you're not coming in because you're not good at those you're not proficient enough so you just say i don't need that
0: right but you do yeah you know and so a handstand say you don't come in for handstand push-up days but we do handstand push-ups two or three weeks in a row so that's our overhead pressing so then like you would have come in if it was push press, if it was strict press. You you should still come in because you'll do something that will be an overhead pressing mo- movement. And if you neglect that range of motion because it's a certain movement that you don't like and mm-hmm. you don't want to have to tailor the workout, then you're going to develop imbalances. You're going to ask why do my shoulders hurt? You know, while well, you've been avoiding a certain range of motion over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, and that's that can add up. That can add up real quick on on pain right so if you're getting pain in an overhead squat or a uh, push press and you don't have that full range of motion i learned that pretty quick i mean you saw i did not pain wise but just
0: your went, shoulders were really tight when you started yeah, yeah
1: yeah and it's something that you know i wouldn't be the most excited to come to uh, like a, a pike push-up class and then cool strength workout at the at the end but um it's crazy to see how those basics starting out, because I remember just being the most confident person when I came in. I'm like, oh, man, I've been doing this for a year or two, uh, working up into it. I, I, you know, I don't need to do those type of workouts, but I can get thrusters down and I'm right. good at this. I'm good at that, but I don't need that skill work. And now I really wish I wouldn't have cheated myself earlier in those days, because, I mean, one, I don't like being upside down. Right. Two, you know, again, I'll go back to, to walking on my hands. It's like, when am I going to need that? Yeah. It looks pretty cool when you guys are doing it so I might have to ask you to program that in to see if we can get to a
0: point. Right, and that's the thing like if but you want to do something because you want to, cool, but let's make sure that we lay the foundation.
1: So, achieving the same results with movements that are better suited to your strength and mobility is something that you told me before. Yeah. I know we've been we've been hammering on that for a little bit with those movements and the strength and mobility that comes into play um what are some of the the finer points of those basics that you would like to let us
0: know about well like on, unlike your point about achieving the same or similar results like if you're too tight overhead to snatch or to overhead squat then clean or front squat because if you're too tight overhead to snatch or overhead squat chances are you're not looking to compete you're not so what are you doing you're you're Wrenching your shoulders into positions they don't want to be in. And you're probably taking years off your shoulders, you know, if you're being stubborn about this. So do front squats, do cleans, mm-hmm. and use the time in between sets, if it's during strength work, to do some mobility work. Okay, You know, grab a, grab a foam roller and open up your upper back over it. You know, um, Spend time outside the gym. If doing snatches and overhead squats and handstand push-ups, for that matter, is something that you want to do, Spend time outside of the gym working on your mobility work. Come see a coach when you sit down for your 90-day check-in or if you're not a member here, go talk to one of your coaches. Ask, what do I need to do? What can I do? What do you have to help me get to where I can open up overhead so I can do these movements that I want to do?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And as a former CrossFit um, floor member looking at myself and comparing myself to others who would be on the floor who are Mm -hmm. just like, ripping through those movements, you know, their range of motion looks awesome. Um, looking at different types of, of athletes that come in here, everyone's on a different level. Yeah. And it gets really easy to think like, if you've been here for a little bit that you should be able to do these without pain, you should be able to do this without, you know, the coach having to come over and maybe correct your your feet or anything like that. There's a lot of humbling movements and you really should listen to your body and those things if, if you're feeling that pain yeah you know and and we can tell we can look at your face you know you may not be moving normally um can you tell talk a little bit about maybe in that moment what we think and what we can do to help progress those basic movements forward
0: yeah i mean like you you hit on it perfectly you know we can tell we can looking at someone from across the room it's apparent whether it's uncomfortable, a movement they're doing or, you know, so if we walk up and we say, hey, um, let's, let's change this to something else and you go, oh, no, I'm fine. But then we don't see you in the gym for three or four days because you weren't fine. You know, that, there's, there's a disconnect there. And it's, at the end of the day, it's our fault because we haven't laid the groundwork and the understanding that we want people to be able to move, you know, three to four to five days a week. We don't want people to come in here and wreck themselves because they feel the need to do what the person across the class is doing. Not everybody in the class needs to be able to do the movement that Eddie is doing. You know, um, that's doing a front squat instead of an overhead squat will still get upper back strength. You know, um, doing a front squat instead of an overhead squat will still get your your midline going. I. Honestly, I think front squats are more potent in a conditioning piece than overhead squats. It's harder to stay upright for me. Um, So modifying or tailoring it to something that is similar but better suited for you will actually give you a better workout. You'll make better fitness gains short term, uh, be able to make more gains long term, and you'll probably get around to where you're able to do good overhead squats quicker. Um, grabbing a bar and just hammering yourself, hammering yourself into positions that resemble an overhead squat but really aren't, uh, really isn't the way to get to a, a pretty overhead squat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's that's something that I I had a, a hard time learning. It's like, yeah. why, why are you taking the barbell from my overhead position, knocking down some weights, and then putting me in a front squat position? I mean, that's happened a couple times. Right. We've done that with thrusters. We've done that with um, a lot of different types of movements where it's you're stepping back, but that's in the moment. We feel as your coaches, as you know, your um, people that are looking out for you. We we would say to get you to a healthy range of motion with the thruster. You know, let's let's take a step back. Let's work on these basics one more time. Yeah. And it's never a knockdown. It shouldn't be a perceived as that.
0: Well, and it's it's the same thing as like when there's weights on the board for like the workout for the day, and everybody's like, "Well, those are the weights that the workout's written at." And it's not if there's overhead squats and pistols and muscle ups and double unders or um, handstand push ups or anything in a workout. That doesn't mean that that is exactly what you need to do that day. No questions asked.
1: Yeah,
0: it means that that's the stimulus we're trying to to reach. And if you have the requisite mobility and strength and ability to do these movements, then cool, we'll do them. But if not, then let's tailor it to something else. And let's switch it up to make it a better workout for you so your personal fitness journey doesn't get derailed because you try keeping up with other people in the room.
1: Do you think that looking at both sides of the gym i mean when you're programming on a more i guess intimate level for like myself or for let's like Kristen, whomever nope. that your program individual design yeah an yeah. id and yeah. and then you're looking at you know because i look at both notes and they're both very detailed on both sides you know when right. i'm coaching on the cross the floor or if i'm in id do you take a look at that individual and, and find out over time like okay this is what they've been doing on the CrossFit floor and now translating to ID, they're able to have a better range of motion, like pressing overhead or like, how does that look to you? And is there a message that, that you want to send to like, anybody in the gym specific to, you know, working on those movements and getting to the basics?
0: Well, it's just, I mean, I, you know, you're throwing curveballs. I didn't know we were going to talk <laughs> anything about ID, but um, it's funny because sometimes when I sit down for those initial consults with people in ID, they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't like to snatch. I don't like to overhead squat. I, I don't want to do that in my program. I don't want to power clean. And there's been more than a couple of people that they don't do that stuff anymore because they don't want to. And they recognize that whenever they would do that in class, they would leave here with uh, feeling like they didn't get a full, full workout mm-hmm. because they did what was on the board um, they felt like they should do that because that's what was written. And again, that's us letting them down because we didn't communicate it well enough like we're trying to do here today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those movements just don't work well for their goals. They, they're not trying to be weightlifters. They're not trying to be gymnasts, mm-hmm. you know. So it's what works best for your goals, you know And so in individual design, we're really able to, or you know any one-on-one personal training, we are really able to dig into that. And work on something that works for somebody's goals. Yeah, you know?
1: and and that we've talked about like that adrenaline rush that yeah you, know, you kind of lose if you, or you feel like you lose if you go to an ID type thing and there's ways to that you've programmed that in for me. Yeah. At the at the end of my workouts and you know when we had that one-on-one consult and I'm sure you've had that with everyone else that's that's come into the gym ID or regardless it's you know what can we do to make you healthier? Yep. You know what can we do? to make your lifestyle goals in line with what you want and how can we help you get those. And I'm not, I'm not bashing the CrossFit floor. I love that. I think, I think that's that's... the way that we're going. And from how I see your vision going is more of those tailoring options becoming available for our CrossFit athletes for those CrossFit specific members (coughs) is, you know, we can get you to a comfortable rep. We can get you to comfort in showing that movement how it should be shown. And I think that's that's the the correlation I'm trying to, to bring together is yeah. you see a lot of those people on the ID floor doing like Romanian deadlifts and we don't really see that um, in, in the crossing floor. It's more like, hey, put a bunch of weight on your bar. Or that's the perception. Yeah. Because this guy's doing it. You know, I look across the floor and I see what you're doing and you guys are, are just doing things that you see in the games. Right. Because you guys have put in the basic – time into that you've you've worked at getting those type of things and you're you're making that into reality
0: fun fact i haven't done any fancy gymnastics for the last five weeks it's it's all been dumbbell or barbell over uh upper body strength yeah you know i've done some olympic weightlifting, but mostly it's just been squats and deadlifts and basic upper body strength Mm -hmm. i'm starting back into gymnastics next week i had five whole weeks without a single gymnastics movement like can you imagine if we did that on the crossfit floor yeah like heads would spin (laughs) yeah like we're my pull-ups my pull-ups even if we're doing stuff and that's that's the message we're trying to convey here guys is we could take pull-ups out for five weeks and still get you stronger with pull-ups we could not program handstand push-ups for two months and come back and have stronger handstand push-ups you don't need to be doing a certain movement for it to get better yeah um uh, sarah e she had butterfly pull-ups today for the first time in a long time really and she put it on her instagram story that uh first day back doing skills and they feel better than ever you know
1: yeah I you know she had some uh some shoulder things and that kind of kept her out of the uh, yeah. participating in the CrossFit game open the, or whatever the
0: open, yeah. yeah yeah between a couple of things she has and she knows herself that she gets baited into that adrenaline rush and you know, she'll push past where she should push. Yeah. So,
1: And that, I think that's in all of us. I feel like a lot of people that walk into, you know, any type of gym, there's, there's some competitive history, obviously, like you want to get better. There's a lot of, a lot of different reasons people walk in. I walked in because, Hey, I knew you, Yeah. I got tired of going into a, to a big old gym and just doing the same old things. But, you know, I lost that competitive feeling that I had put a lot into that, looking at a leaderboard, but now as I'm maturing and wanting to walk at 95, you know, if I make
0: it to 95, right, we should all be able to climb a mountain at age 90. Yeah, and you know? I'm not
1: going to get there doing thrusters, you know, every two two days a week, right? You know what I mean? And it's
0: not. Yeah, and and reliable. that's just it, you know, controlled range of motion, you know, responsible time under tension, and then a couple of days a week, let loose and have fun, you know. But for the most part, like if, if you're in a CrossFit group class setting here or anywhere else pick one or two days a week where you're going to go hard and the other days lay off you 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 should be able to get up and walk out of the gym feeling fulfilled but not wiped most days of the week
1: yeah and that's that's hard to do unless because you know the clock's ticking
0: down and you want to keep up with Ricky on the other side of the floor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, and I liked what you did a while back. And I don't know if you've ever thought about doing that again, maybe just a social experiment where you took down that entire leaderboard. And it just, for yeah. me, I think that was a big step of, of looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. Where I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not looking across the floor to see whose whiteboard it has more check marks on it. You know what I mean? I'm right. like, wait. I don't need to have that same weight because I saw him take that same weight, or, yep. or those type of things, and that was really strange because I I don't, I didn't have anything you know other than to look at where I'm progressing. So I did, if I didn't do well in that class, I'm going mentally I didn't progress.
0: Well, and that's the same. That's the only thing you should be looking at, right? Is your progression? Where were you a year ago, and where are you now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there will be weeks or months or maybe even years where you are behind where you were. Maybe a year ago today uh you weren't working and you had all the time in the world to work out and sleep and now you have a new job where you're the new guy so you get the crap hours and you're getting short sleep and you have all kinds of adjustments going on so you're you're in a higher stress we've talked before that you only get one stress bucket Mm -hmm. you know so when you're in that higher stress spot you're you might feel like your overall fitness is backsliding but as soon as you come out of that you'll be right back where you were
1: yeah and that's that's kind of overlooked I guess in our our everyday and age with technology pulling you every single which way. Right. You know, mentally looking at um your your state of of wellness where you are in your own life, your own personal life, getting to the gym an hour a day can seem, you know,
0: insurmountable. Yeah. And it's a it's a daunting task for a lot because oh well I have to do this and I have to do this and oh wow, look at look at Facebook. Wow they did all that for their family shoot and i'm taking an hour for me now i feel guilty but if you take that hour for yourself and you come in here you focus on the basics and you don't go overboard then you'll be able to leave and do all that stuff for your family even better yeah but if you come in and you go oh well i know i probably should do dumbbell z press or i should do front squats but i'm not going to um and that's, that's a conversation you got to have with yourself. If you're armed with the knowledge and you know you should be doing something and you're not doing it, you need to dig deep and ask why you're going against what's in your best interest. Hmm. You know, uh, But if you come in and you do things that are smart for you, you'll be able to leave and you'll be a better person for it and you'll do all the things for your family because you're fulfilled and you have your self-work done. Yeah. You know, but if you don't get your self-work done, then there's going to be a little gnawing inside you, a little hole that hasn't been filled. You know.
1: Would you say and I, I don't I don't always advocate people, um, well, I don't shouldn't say always, but realistically if, if you say after class and, and a member walks up to us and they're like, Hey, you know, what do you think I should do to get better on this? And it's like, Well, get your own P V C pipe, you know, practice at home, practice the basics, you know, look at this. You know, is that a good starting point if you're trying to master those basics would be to take some homework home how would you how would you look at those type of things if someone's trying to look at some more extracurricular work
0: it's it's hard to do that homework kind of stuff because like even for me like working on the basics if i don't have eyes on me there's pieces that i miss you know um and i've i've been told that i move well and i know where my body is in space really well so um take someone with a lower training age who you know, feels that they really need coaching, they, they might not even have the confidence to do that homework if they don't feel that they're doing it well. And they, they probably shouldn't unless it's going to be done really well because only good, good practice makes perfect. Yeah. Perfect practice makes perfect. Practice doesn't make perfect. Uh, so, you know, on that note, it's, you know, how valuable is it to you to get better at that? Do you want to work one-on-one with a coach to work on some skills? Do you want to work with some remote programming where your coach can do some video review and help you along the way? Uh, and, and that's all different avenues, again, that you have to ask yourself, where do you want to go with your fitness and how do you want to get there? You know, like but, but no matter what, the basics will be part of how you get there. Yep.
1: Another another word uh, or word of the day, BLG.
0: BLG basic lifestyle guidelines yeah
1: yeah can you talk just a little bit and then we'll, we'll wrap up but kind of what BLG's mean to you and i know that's outside of basic movements but again but we're going to talk basics it's
0: lifestyle basics yeah yeah um and we've talked about this on other episodes but it's something that we should really drive home it's you know i mean the basics for like basic lifestyle guidelines is get eight hours of sleep chew your food eat your veggies and drink your water you know and if, if you can do those And have water be the main liquid that you're drinking. You know, not uh, two glasses of wine every night, not um, four sodas a day, not two monsters. Yeah, four locos, not two (laughs) cans of Monster a day. Um, Water, you know, water, tea, um, kombucha, if you really want to dive into it. But get well hydrated, sleep, treat food as fuel not as something that you know you need to earn and if you you respect those basics you're going to go really really far
1: i think we nailed this one man Uh, anything else that you may have wanted to cover before we wrap this up
0: oh not really i just want to drive it home like the basics the dumbbell z press the front squats the the air squat uh, the basic standing overhead press there are little things there that carry over to all those higher skill movements. And whether or not you're trying to get a higher skill movement, you should be paying attention to how you move through those basics, how you, how often you attack them, so you can become better in all aspects. Yeah. So, yeah. What he said. So, for John. For Chase.
1: I want to give one more shout out to our sponsor, Advanced Physical Medicine Rehabilitation. Talk to Cameron Clark. He's in the gym. Facebook message him. Give him a call. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate you. Later.